Friday and you're back listening to the Snakes Cast again. And with me once again are Jonathan and Emily. Hi. And we're continuing talking about some of the types of player that you may encounter around the table. And today we're going to actually begin with one that I personally fall foul of occasionally, and that is being the alpha player. Oh man, me too. We can't talk about the alpha player enough. It's so important. so true. And we touched on this in the player contract episodes that we did two weeks ago, but it's something we're going to touch on in a slightly different vein today. So, But just as a, a reminder, or for anyone who hasn't heard that episode, what are we talking about by Alpha Player? So in a cooperative game, a game where everybody's on the same side, the Alpha Player is that one person who's really good at games and really wants to make sure that we all win. And the best way to do that is to make sure that not only they, but everyone else makes the correct move. And so they tell everybody what the correct move is. Oh, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to do that, and if you do this, then we win. Yeah, it's like playing a game where there's one brain and then like six pairs of hands <laughs> you know like everything is just like one big round of their turn this is this is this is a really hard one for me because i'm that player oh yeah me too and i basically have two choices i can either say what's on my mind which means that everybody else gets to not play because I'm telling them what the correct move is. Or I can not say what I'm thinking, which means that I'm not contributing. And the whole point of a co-op game mm-hmm. is that everybody tries to help us win. Yeah, and, and you know, you cannot contribute and like watch people make choices that will maybe lead to you lo- losing magnificently. And them too. Like, yeah, like everyone usually losing magnificently. And you just like, you just sit there and you just watch. And you just like <laughs> wait for them to roll those dice and just wait for things to break because, because you did because, not offer because, any input. Yes, yes, you did because they wouldn't listen. You knew they wouldn't want to listen to you. They wouldn't want to hear it. Uh, okay, so I have a number of solutions to this that work for me. Firstly, I don't play cooperative games that let that give me access to all the information. Mm-hmm. Because if I have all the information, I'm going to figure out what the right move is, and I'm not going to be able to keep my mouth shut without making myself miserable, which defeats the point of my playing the game in the first place. So, games with hidden information, like Hanabi or The Grizzled. Games where it's in real time, like XCOM or Space Lair, where I don't have time to tell everybody else Yeah, you just physically cannot alpha in those games. You like, can't. You just can't do it. The game is built way around that concept. Or games with a possible hidden traitor, so the other players have reason to treat my advice with skepticism mm-hmm. yeah. and make up their own minds, even if I make a really solid case for why they should make this particular move. My preferred solution for my alpha gamer tendencies, which is to only play games with other alpha gamers. <laughs> because if everyone's an alpha gamer, then no one's an alpha gamer, you know? Mm. I tell you what to do, and you say, well, I'll take it under advisement. Thank you very much. I'm and then gonna... you tell me what to do, and then I say, like, yeah, right, sure, okay. No, you're crazy. That's not going to win. Is this No, and that the kind of banter that's created by that can actually be a lot of fun. In our pandemic, in our pandemic legacy campaign, we had a uh, sort of an alternate version of that solution, which was two alphas and two non-alphas. So the two alphas, me and the other one, would explain why two different moves are the correct move to make. And then the other players could make up their own mind as to which one of us is right or if they wanted to do their own thing. Because both the alphas couldn't be right. And Pandemic Legacy is a difficult game, especially if you've clopped the campaign sort of concept of it because Mm -hmm. you want to get it right so you don't have to open the bad box or so that you do get to get this particular benefit i've that's one i've been particularly guilty of especially in the last three or four turns if it's if we do this exactly right we're gonna win and if we don't we've lost 
So I have to plan out every single step. It's obviously you can also go with the lower the emotional stakes thing. Remember, it's just a game, but that's mm-hmm. so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, although actually, it's easier in some cases. Like in a game like A Touch of Evil, which is really silly mm-hmm. on the face of it. Super it's silly. It's kind of a dumb game, <laughs> but it's wonderfully dumb and silly and lighthearted. It's very like like A Touch of Evil for me is very like low budget badly it's community acted. theater yeah community theater or like like low budget badly acted lifetime fantasy epic you it's know great. it's just like they're 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 so committed to the idea <laughs> with such a subpar like aesthetic execution that just like the contrast just makes it very very and i have never once felt the need to alpha playing mm-hmm. that game hmm. players can happily do the thing that they think their character would do regardless of whether or not it's going to make them win mm-hmm. because that's what's fun mm-hmm. They, uh, another solution, and this is sort of a, a, a bit of a crapshoot, is uh, if you find yourself being an alpha player and you have people pointed out to you, maybe put yourself in a position to play board games with somebody that is a worse al- alpha player than you. <laughs> because then you get sort of like, like a, a taste of your own medicine, I guess, or you get to really understand how annoying it is. Because it's one of those things that like someone can tell you like, hey, like you were like, tr- you were like, really really trying to like take control of that game and then you know you can tell yourself you know yeah i was just trying to win i was just trying to like help trying everybody to help, out trying to help you win. it was for everyone i'm just i'm doing the right thing and then you play a game of somebody that's worse and you're like oh like, <laughs> yeah that's how it feels and then you yeah it's yeah it, it, it really is a problem and understanding that getting some perspective on that can help you have empathy for the other players who uh, are sitting at the table with you but also, like, if you are going to be pointing out to somebody that they maybe have some alpha player tendencies, it can be really hard, especially in the moment. Like, if you feel that you've been steamrolled and you've had a really bad experience with this game and it, you feel like it's just been a waste of your time because you sat there for two hours and not really made any decisions. But, you know, telling anybody that they are terrible to play games with and, like, I hate playing games with you, you're just mean and unpleasant and I don't like it. That's not likely to get a good result. For no, and that anyone. person's just never want to going to want to play games with you or anybody else ever again. Yeah, you. It's drawing people's attention to these things is important. Communication is necessary. Uh, empathy is also necessary, mm-hmm. and uh, people will be more likely to respond well um, if you bring their attention to these things gently than if you do so harshly. Speaking of harshly... Oh, there's a segue. Yeah, we've been really good with those these past two episodes, haven't we? Um, connecting sort of to that, those dots there, um, there are people that just are very, very, very aggressive in their gaming habits. Right, the Vince Lombardi types. Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing! Yeah, and then there's like other things, you know, like um, people that, you know, tend to get used to harsh language, you know, that get so over-competitive that they start calling people names, you know, people that, you know, really focus on making one specific player at the table have a bad time, people that are sore losers, people that are bragging winners. Yeah, it's... This is one of the most difficult ones to deal with, too, because for so many people, trash talk is part of the fun. Mm -hmm. For so many people, picking on one person is part of the fun. There are certain kinds of games that are designed especially for that. There's an entire genre of card games, Take That Card Games, of which has a lot of really popular titles in it. And the whole point of it is to pick somebody, to Mm -hmm. choose somebody to pick on. That's the game. Yep. So you figure out where to draw the line 
it varies so widely it's so hard from one table yeah. to the next and it's all a question of is everybody having fun mm-hmm. if they are you're fine no amount of cruelty or trash talking or any of these things is too much mm-hmm. as long as everyone is enjoying yeah. themselves there's also um, a level of familiarity that I think is necessary if you're going to be trash talking people you know Absolutely. like I am much more likely to put up with being teased and taunted and insulted by Coco <laughs> whom I would like who I would go to the ends of the earth from but like if somebody I've never been, met before comes into my house sits down at my table starts playing a board game calls me an idiot I'm going to kick them down a flight of stairs I won't even let them finish their turn you know there's a very there's a very big difference there and it's really important for people to realize that and a lot of people do as a sort of like social grace that's been ingrained you know you take it easy with people you don't know but if you're someone that has a naturally more competitive and more aggressive personality that might go out the window the minute you sit down you start winning you know yeah there are a couple of ways we can also approach this too from the point of view of people who do struggle with these sorts of issues there's the person who tends to really go at the other players Mm -hmm. and there are those who really go at the game Um, The ones who really go at the game, these are people who need to win. Their sense of self-worth is tied to their performance Mm -hmm. in the game. Losing is something that would be an emotional blow for them. They have to demonstrate that they're capable of doing this. They have to win because, well, only losers lose. It says so right in the name. Um, So, that's again, that's the Vince Lombardi type, the person who needs to win at all costs or else they feel like they're less of a person. Mm -hmm. They're less worthy of respect. How do you help somebody who's in that position to sort of overcome that? It's hard. I mean, we we touched on lowering the stakes of the game, but that's someone that's something that you can only really do if everyone's on board. You know, if you're yeah. if, if three of us understand that this is just a game, but one person doesn't. There it's may be hard. some deeper issues there going yeah. back uh, a ways, and it, and it might be worth examining especially if you find yourself being that person um it might be worth examining what it is that you that brings you joy out of Mm -hmm. board gaming as a hobby you know is it the time you spend with your friends around a common activity in which case you maybe need to examine why you are why you tie up so much worth in the value of the game if that's not what you're there for you know if you're there for the social aspect you know take some introspection and be like okay but like why I want to be here with my friends. Why am I getting so wrapped up in this competition? Just like if you are there for the game and the people are sort of secondary, then maybe try playing some solitaire games or, you know, maybe like video games are really good for that. Like obviously not online games, sure. but <laughs> you know, if you, if you're playing to win and the, the winning that the people you play with are sort of secondary, then there are, solutions to that both within and outside of the hobby in my experience i've also uh, come across another type of person who um has emotional issues that can that can that can crop up in these cases and that's the person who simply will not invest the effort to try to win Mm -hmm. because once they start trying that means there's now something emotionally at stake here Mm -hmm. once they start really putting effort into it that means they have to win yeah, and that's, um, just, that's I think, so, is another iteration of the problem of, like, I'm here to play with my friends, not to play this board game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just here to hang out with your friends and you don't want to invest in this board game emotionally, then maybe, like, suggest another activity with your friends? Like, Sure. Or, again, play games with really, really 
light and silly mm-hmm. themes. I mean, if you're playing like an epic, uh, serious game about the fate of civilizations and uh, empires and stuff, you can feel like there's a lot at stake there. When you're playing something that's about the survival of a group of humans who you really relate to, that can also be very, very intense and very involved. If you're playing something that involves jumping over frogs... Mm-hmm. Um, or stacking penguins on an ice floe. Sure. Um, these these are things that can be a little... Or, or having involving bad community theater people in silly costumes mm-hmm. fight supernatural critters who are obviously people in rubber masks. Um... These things can do a lot to help somebody who either needs to win or needs to not lose to be able to relax and enjoy themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just have fun. Well, hopefully that's given you some food for thought. Whether you found yourself reflected in some of the things that we're talking about or you know one of these people in your game group and we're looking for some way of talking to them about this and resolving the situation in a peaceful fashion. Uh, because really that's what it comes down to. It's just good communication, talking, and you know, making... A lot of the times these sort of issues can be resolved very, very quickly and easily. But to another kind of resolution, we are going to take a moment for now to bid farewell to Emily, who has been part of the new format of the Snakes cast now for just over a year since it restarted at the beginning of last year, uh, but is moving on to pastures new now and uh, may be on as a guest now and then, but will not be a regular host here anymore. Uh, I'm which really we are going to miss you. Yeah, miss we are very sad to see you go, Emily. Uh, you might be back. I may be back. I don't know. Me and Coco just trade insults. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. I'm going to miss that too. So thank you, Emily, for everything that you've given to the podcast for the last year. It's been wonderful working with you. And um, we wish you well in your future endeavors. Thanks. And with that, we are going to bid farewell to you for this week as well. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you, Jonathan and Emily, for a very interesting discussion. My pleasure. Hopefully helpful to some of our listeners and uh, interesting to others or all. And with that, we will see you next week uh, when we are going to talk about curating a game library. Uh, Something I don't think we've touched on yet with the Snakes cast, uh, which is obviously something near and dear to our hearts as employees of Snakes and Lattes. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com if you'd like to say hi, if you have any questions about the topics we've been discussing, or for any other reason you may like. Uh, The Snakes cast is produced by Dax Audio, and music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the podcast are those of the presenters and guests, and nobody else's. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See you. Thank you.